to down to down to. Yeah, um, missed and peeved. Missed and peeved. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be missed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real one. I don't use it, but it's your vocab. Down to down. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of CLNS Media, DailyThunder.com, and featured on Dash Radio at 5 o'clock Central Time. First, I want to congratulate our good friend Taylor Dickerson on getting married last night to his beautiful wife, Kate. Congratulations to them. Taylor won't be with us for a couple weeks, but if you have a chance, please congratulate him via Twitter at Tayshawn Appleby. And with me today on the show is Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Well, I'm happy for Taylor, uh, of course. But uh, as a present for him, I did not put Marshawn Brooks in the list. Marshall, That's my Marshawn Brooks number one. That's your present. <laughs> you know, I, I I I left him out with no mention besides this. So that's yeah, he's no, uh, he's not good. He stinks. Yes. <laughs> this week, Andrew was extremely hard. <laughs> like, There's, yeah. I'm confident on two players on my list. Basically, one and two. Full stop. Maybe three. Well, we'll talk through them. We have to. Yeah, uh, yeah, we have to. Okay, so honorable mentions. How many do you have as honorable mentions? Um, I have five plus one. Okay. I had about that until we started talking before the podcast started, and now I've got mm-hmm. eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first and non like it's it's not real and non honorable mention. It's if Manu were to play this season, he would probably be in the bubble guys, like the one that yeah. I should have uh, discussed. So we need to we need to. So we are talking about small forwards. You would put Manu on us on the small forward list. It's it's not small forward. It's wings. We agree on wings. The terms wings uh, is okay. um, so pretty. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we we decided to leave out like main ball handlers besides yeah. LeBron James for some reason. And so, I mean, Manu is not a ball handler anymore, like not the primary ball handler of the mm-hmm. second unit. So, and guys that are specifically twos, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to leave off. If they're if they're guys that have played the two their entire career, like I just I want to leave them off this list because I just don't. I still think there is a distinction. A lot of people are just like, it's positionless basketball. But at some point, it's really not. And yeah. it's not always. And so... Then maybe Manu doesn't make the list anyway. Because it was mainly... I would have I fought to keep Manu off this, <laughs> off this list. <laughs> because okay. I do think that he has been a two his whole career. And, yeah, that's- and later in his career, yes. But is that more out of necessity? Or is it out of him being that position because he still defended twos. I don't know. Yeah. I want to mention him anyway because he's great. Oh, he's great. I'm going to miss seeing him play. I, I enjoyed watching the Spurs play in these later years. And he was one of the reasons, uh, mm-hmm. now all there's like no joy. They're the joyless Spurs. Yeah. And the main guy is here on this list. I, I am sure we'll fight on him. So let's get to it. Uh, okay, so honorable mention. Here's my guys. 
29, I have Kyle Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Boyan Bogdanovich, the, the bone dong at 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karis Levert from the Nets at 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Batum at 26 because he just mm-hmm. cannot stay healthy. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is a guy that I would probably have in mm-hmm. like the mid to late teens if he can yes. stay healthy. Yeah, no but doubt. I don't, I don't trust his health. Uh, 25, I have Tobias Harris because he is positionless, I feel like, in this positionless era of basketball, which is not a bad thing for him at this point in time. But mm-hmm. uh, I just don't know how much he helps you win. And I don't know, has he ever been on a winning team? And yeah. I think that, that uh, there's a factor there. I like him. I think he's a good player. But uh, 24, Torian Prince from the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, you have way more players than me. Anyway. I do. <laughs> uh, 23, I have Will Barton from the Nuggets. Yeah. He's going to play. To me, he's more of a two, but he's going to play the three, and he's played the three a lot for the Nuggets. And that's probably out of necessity, but whatever. Uh, 22, Trevor Ariza. Uh, from the Rockets. And then my last honorable mention, our favorite player to ever walk the face of the planet, OG Ananobi. Yeah. It is It is a good um, list. I have, I don't have the same players. Um, well, a few I have. Uh, I have Batum at um, 26. Then I have Tyreek. I don't know if you consider okay. him. Yeah. He, um, he has evolved into a small forward. Yeah. Um, I just realized I left out the player, so I, I'm correcting this as I'm speaking. Um, I have Covington, uh, barely outside the uh, top 20. Oh, wow. I have, have. Yeah. Do you have him higher? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I probably I made this list by being like um, more offensive minded for some reason. And okay. And to be honest, I, I feel like the, the value of Covington is higher uh, in a very organized defensive team like Philadelphia. I don't know how much he can give you uh, if assigned to one player. So he's a you know, good, very good team defender, but how much is, is uh, he's 20, 21st. So it's it's not really outside of the list. It's just like the the first one out. Um, same with Josh Richardson, uh, OG Anunobi, uh, 21, 22, 23, Ariza at 24. And that's about it. I mean, I yep. I struggle with with those guys uh, a lot, and I probably overvalued a few guys that can kind of score in different ways, mm-hmm. and that have like either huge upside or that I think can go uh, well this season. And then I, I basically made this weird uh, um, thinking that does a team with a player um, below the guy I'm considering trade up just for one season, like switch player from one season yeah. just to, uh, and, and it was hard. Um, I mean, uh, because again, the small forward, yes, his defense. Yes. is being a very good team player, but with many teams, it's also being, uh, the focal point or, um, a huge point of your scoring. And so that's why I, I have him barely out. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Uh, you want to start our list? Number 20. Number 20. Yeah. Uh, number 20, I have Andrew Wiggins. Wow. 20. Okay. No, it's what much, much higher in my list. But I, 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 it's just one tire above, probably. Yeah. 
Wiggins can score. Mm-hmm. Can really jump. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just grasping at straws for what he does, what else he does on the basketball court. I don't think that he's met his potential. He's 22 years old. He's still got crazy potential, but I haven't seen him be a good defensive player. I haven't seen him do anything but score the basketball. And that's, that is valuable. Certainly. And a lot of teams would like to have him, but I just, as an established guy, I just, I don't know what to think about him yet. I have no, I have no clue like what his NBA career is going to look like in five years. Like, I don't know if he's going to be like the, the new Rudy Gay that people think that, you know, doesn't play enough defense to help you win, or if he is going to develop and become a defensive stopper that can score. And then he's a guy that rockets up this list. But as, as of today, I just don't really know what to do with him. Yeah. I mean, I think that the offense of Minnesota is extremely dysfunctional. Uh, in so many ways like we discussed last week and I heard um, a bunch of guys remarking the same point about Carl Anthony Towns being a guy that has on most night the fifth amount of shots uh, of the team so that's that's already um, a way to say that the, the offense of Minnesota is really um, has troubles mm-hmm. and I don't think that Wiggins has been played to his strength, uh, which I don't know how to parse yet, but I think that he could be, um, he needs to learn how to move on the court. And I don't feel like Minnesota helps that. Uh, he's an athletic guy. He's a big guy, 6'9". Like, he's barely 20, 23. So there is oh, he's 20, he's just, a yeah, ton. He's 23. I, th- I said 20, yeah, he's 20, 23. Yeah, 1995. Yeah, Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, he's not even scratching his prime. So, and I think that next year, um, with another year with Jimmy Butler and hopefully, uh, uh, even if uh, it's almost dumb to say that, a stable year in Minnesota, because we, we heard the rumblings about Blood Butler and whatnot. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not ready to give up. Him and I think that uh, his talent uh, offensively is is great and so yeah. I mean I have him higher uh, not many tiers um, to me um, from twenty to above like to, to like eighteen is tier six guys that can perform well on a average like borderline playoff team or or similar and I have weekends in the um, one tier above basically yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, have Tobias Harris at 20, by the way. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about him? I think being in Detroit uh, actually didn't help his uh, career um, while he did sort of okay with the Clippers. I think he can really score. He, the fact that he's comfortable now um, shooting the three with like better percentage, um, he's not an extremely uh, versatile scorer, but he can score in two or three ways, which is already enough. I, I think that if you have him as your main scorer, probably you're not going to be a very good team. But as a secondary scorer, I think he can he can really help you. Uh, he's not awful uh, on defense. He's not great, but it's not like completely awful, um, especially in a team setting. And so... Um, to me, it feel like having like a 20 to 25 point scorer with good percentage from three and a d- decent versatility. Um, I think it's valuable. I think that Tobias Harris is what the 
people that are really positive about Melo think that Melo is. Like he's that. Like he's best case scenario Melo. This version of Melo? Yeah. Do you have him on your list? No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? Like a lot of people when they describe Carmelo Anthony, like a lot in a lot of ways they're describing Tobias Harris. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. It's like athletically, he's surely better. Oh, he's one hundred percent. I'm just saying that he's like the best version of him. Like, can get you a bucket, can hold up defensively, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember he was way better than Melo last year when the Clippers came into town. It was just like it was so obvious that he was better than Melo then. Uh, yeah. But he's like, he shot like, um, over the last, uh, two years, he shot like more than 41% from three on a decent number of attempts and more than 80% uh, percent from the line, kind of like six boards, uh, three assists. I mean, there is, there is versatility there. Um, Let me bump him up my list. His, just his, his defense is what put him in the honorable mentions for me. Yeah, no, it's, that's fine. I mean, again, I, I told you in the beginning that probably I overvalued a bit uh, the offensive part, yeah. which is kind of weird for me uh, to do such thing. But um, again, it, he's not good uh, by right. any means. But I I wonder how much of that is having to play with, with guys that do not play defense. Like in Detroit, Drummond was not able to play close to any organized defense strategy is strategy. And so um, I'm willing to give him another chance and to see how it looked like in a, in a very different scenario that will be the Clippers next season. Yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Uh, 19, I have Josh Richardson from Miami. Yeah. It was 20, 22nd on my list, so it's not much, not that far from he'll, you. He'll play the three for them. Although, like if he played for the Thunder, he'd play the two. So he's kind of like a he's he's a he's a tweener between the mm-hmm. the two and the three. Uh, but he's a tremendous defender. He's twenty four years old. He's still pretty young. He's about to turn twenty five in like six days. Uh, but he he's such a good defender, and he can really shoot the basketball. And those are really valuable tools and he could start and play big minutes for a lot of teams because of that. And if he was put in the right position, he could be an all defense kind of guy. Uh, if he was put on a team that was doing something meaningful, like if he played, Mm -hmm. let's say he played for Boston or if he played for the Sixers or a team like that, I think that people would talk about him all the time as if he were one of the best players in the NBA because he can hit a three and he's going to defend the the best player on the next team. So I like Josh Richardson a lot. The Miami situation is a weird one. It's become a really weird team full of players that are kind of close to the same caliber, but they have no like number one guy on their team. And so it's, it's just a strange situation, but I really like this dude. And I think that he could, he could be the best guy on the Heat just because of that, because he has that skill level. Um, I know it's to me it's Dragic, and then it's probably him, uh, just because he does have such a high ceiling defensively. Yeah, I mean, I you're right that uh, being able to to shoot the three and then being a 
remarkably good defender is already enough. Uh, but Richardson missed basically the, the creation part uh, as of today. He's not a very good creator with the ball in his hands, even if like he averaged almost three assists. I wonder how much of that is um, related to, to how Miami plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Again, the, the fact that he is a player in a box, basically, uh, like 3 and D full stop, give me, um, gives me a pause. Uh, again, not a big pause because I put in 20 seconds and probably I had to toss a coin to, to, to choose. Um, but that scares me a bit. And also, how does he play with a much bigger role? Um, that I don't know yet. Uh, and so, it's fine. I mean, you have him 19, so it's, again, uh, we're not arguing on uh, very different grounds here. But um, to me, that, like, the, the, the fact that he's still um, offensively a bit limited in terms of what he can do, or what he's shown uh, he can do, gives me a bit of a pause yeah. there. I don't know that I saw anybody defend Russell better than he did last year. No, you're right. Um, he's is extremely good defensively, and, and, ma- and maybe that's why. I mean, maybe I'm too high on him because of the games they played against Miami. But he, I mean, he gave Russell big problems when they mm-hmm. played, and uh, I don't know. I I like his tenacity. He's a he's an Oklahoma native. Maybe I'm giving him the Oklahoma native bump. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But I, but I really like him. I think he's a good player. No, you you are you are completely right. I, mean, uh, I think. Well, what do you think about uh, Under Robertson's list? He's not sniffing it, right? Oh, I didn't even think about him because he's been the Thunder's too. If I were to put him on this list, I would probably put him at twenty three. Yeah, right behind Trevor Ariza. Okay, I've seen Andre help teams win. And I really haven't seen that from Tobias Harris. Tobias can score, and that's awesome. But if you can put Andre Robertson on your team and figure out a way for it to work offensively, he is going to spearhead your defense, and he is going to help you win games. And we've seen that firsthand. And we saw whenever he was off the court last year how detrimental it was to that team. And there were a lot more problems than just Dre missing, uh, but it was a huge part of it. And so... It's tough to put him ahead of a lot of guys because there's so many multi-dimensional players uh, above him, and it's hard to say that those teams would trade their player for Andre Robertson. I don't think they would, uh, but I do think that Dre has tremendous value and probably would play small forward for most teams. Uh, the Thunder are just unusual in that they want a kind of a bigger wing to play the two. But yeah, that's that's kind of where I have Dre. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes total sense. And um, to be honest, the more we, we discuss, the more I think I really undervalue defense too much. And that goes also in my number 19, uh, which is Aaron Gordon. Um, he's, I don't, I don't know if he even belongs to this list. Yeah, I don't have it uh, on my list. You don't have it? Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, he's probably a power forward, but last season he kind of made the switch on being like a wing. Um, So, I mean, I think that that you could play him as a 
switchy wing, like a 3-4, yeah. uh, probably you want to play him alongside another wing with, with like um, switchy uh, characteristics on both ends. And But again, he's not proven to be an extremely good defender. What I really liked is that he's doing a transformation on the in the right way. Like he's put like he's going um he's shooting better from three, um especially when he has like a point guard to play with. Yeah. Uh thing that probably didn't happen in Orlando and I'm not sure it will next season. But anyway. Um so I mean him and Tobias are to me close to the same concept. Like a player that can still develop he's crazy good athletically. Uh probably Aaron Gordon is um, even more than that. Yeah. Um with still a good amount of upside and and again like um they have talent uh, they have talent and i i think um they kind of belong in this bubble slash first two positions of the list yeah i like aaron gordon a lot i probably mm-hmm. i may have him above, i would have him above several of these guys if he was on my list mm-hmm. i i like him and orlando's a it's been a bad basketball situation for a long time. I mean, the last time it was a good basketball situation, Stan Van Gundy was their coach and Dwight Howard played center. Yeah. And since then, it's been a disaster. And they brought in guys that I, I, think, I think Frank Vogel's a, a good coach. He's proven that in the past. But that just the, the roster situation, everything about it is really bad. And I don't know what to think about anybody that plays for Orlando. I really don't, especially after Victor Oladipo left and just the stories that have come out. And it's really cool that he learned a lot from Russell and learned how to be a pro and changed his body and changed the way he worked out and changed everything. But it really makes Orlando look bad that he was there for that long and didn't know how to do any of those things. I mean, it makes them look very bad as a professional basketball team. And it like... They need a transformational talent to bring them out of where they are now, and I just don't know that they have it. I mean, maybe Mobamba can turn into that, but I, I personally don't see that. But, man, it's going to be tough. That Just that organization, it's going to be tough for them to rise above what they have going on there because it, it, it seems like they need some kind of overhaul. Yeah, I mean, uh, n- none of the players that they drafted seems like a transcendent talent. Um, no. Obama can be a good to great player, especially if like all the stuff that we said in the pre-draft process. Like, but again, I mean, uh, it it seems like um, there are old misfits that do not play uh, together, and there is uh, no structure. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's it's extremely weird to uh, evaluate to try to evaluate them. Who do you have at eighteen? Eighteen is where I have Robert Covington. Oh, okay. Okay, that, uh, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of him, and a lot of it is his defensive ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an all-defensive guy. He's on the all-defensive team. He was really good for them. He's a streaky shooter. Uh, he's also been uh, working with lethal shooter uh, as, as well as with uh, Robertson and mkg so he's mm-hmm. working on his shot this summer which uh, i don't know everybody's working on their shot this summer but <laughs> we know for sure robert Covington <laughs> is. uh but i just like him as a 
three and D wing that can defend multiple positions. And he's big. Like he's a big yeah. dude. And so he could play your small ball four if you wanted. He could play up to two and defend some twos. Uh, and then if he can, if his shot's going, uh, he has a lot of value. He's not a go-to scorer. He's not a guy that's going to go get you a bucket. But if you have those guys already, he's the kind of a perfect complement to those guys. And he's in a great spot uh, next to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Uh, they need a guy like that that can stand on the wing and catch and shoot and then a guy that can on the other end that's going to be able to take some of the best players on the other team so i think he's very valuable and his versatility as a defender is partially why i have him up so high yeah i have another guy who is at least uh conceptually uh versatile and able to eat a shot and maybe do a few things more is Otto porter yeah. Um, I feel like I have him too low. I was going to say, um, I've got him uh, quite a bit higher. Yeah, I mean, but on the other end, last year, um, when I thought about like uh, where he ranks, blah, 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 I thought he, he could be like a breakout candidate. Like he had like a very good season before his contract and he, like mm-hmm. all was set in place for him to have a great season. And he did not. Like, he had a normal season, like a season that is like slightly better than the one before. And I know that the situation in Washington is not great, yeah. but to decrease your overall efficiency and his rebounds number are the same, his minutes number are close to the same. So basically, he's the same player that he's just one year older. Yeah. Which kind of scares me. That's why, I mean, potentially he could be an extremely versatile forward who's who's hitting the trees at a crazy good percentage. It's like forty four percent. But on the other end, like if you if you look at his play, there is a Jeremy Lemless uh, Lemness of him, like being like kind of a, a guy that doesn't <laughs> that <laughs> really is so shine. not fair to Otto Porter. That is so not fair. <laughs> A bit. I just said a bit. Uh, <laughs> he can, he can really defend, though. Yeah, he can. Uh, he can. And but again, th- aren't you worried about the fact that he could be this player? I I don't know. I really like him. The only thing I don't mm-hmm. like about him is his contract. Yeah, but also defensively, like he he can be good. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. But do you trust him on a? like in a good offensive player to be your stopper is he effective <sighs> i don't Does i don't know that i've seen others? i don't know that i've seen him enough to say one way or the other I don't yeah know. i mean that that for me is enough like if you were to be like one of the you, you didn't watch like tons of josh Richardson anyway like probably a bit more but not mm-hmm. like crazy and so but he realized immediately that these guys this guy when when he guard a player, he really guards him. Mm-hmm. Like it, it takes you like five minutes of Andre Robertson to understand that this guy can really shut up, like like shut any any player or almost any player. With Otto, I mean, you have the feeling that he's in a right spot. Yeah, that he kind of bothers the player, but I don't know. It, it doesn't give me like a ton of trust in in, in like putting him on a on a great offensive play and say well 
Otto will take care of that. So it, instead of the Jeremy Lamb comp, I'm going to give you another Thunder comp. Maybe he's just... It was not a comp. It was not a comp. It was just like a sort of sleepiness stuff that he yeah. has in him. Maybe he's super duper Jeff Green. Uh, with a more modern skill set. Yeah. Which is not a bad player. I mean, I have him in my top 20, which is, I think, like most of the team will start him. Yeah, which is exactly what happens. Um, but for me to bump him in a tire where this player, if you have him on your team in a playoff setting, he will, he could really help you win. Yeah. That that I don't know if I can say it about Otto Porter and basically all the players that I have higher, they are either guys that I think they can still have a breakout season, Reed Wiggins, or that they already did what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like they really have like a very good team being a great team. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Yeah. I've got, so I've got Porter at, at 14. Yeah. Okay. It's where we, where I have weekends, by the way, which the more I think about it's too high, but anyway, um, what is done is done. But yeah, I mean, do you understand like what gives me a pause on, on Porter, which yeah. maybe not, and yeah, I, I do. And you would think that if he was, if he was a great wing stopper, that this Wizards team would have probably done a little bit more than they have in the past yeah. couple of years. But but again, in Washington, there is the like the fact that they, they seems to to mess up um, one way or the other yeah. in terms of chemistry and health and. Whatever can go wrong in Washington so far has gone wrong. Yeah. And so um, I'm willing to, to give like Odo and all the crew there, um, say, the benefit of the doubt because they had like a lot of bad luck, uh, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I like Otto Porter. I like him a lot. I think that he starts for probably most teams and he, mm-hmm. he'll look better on, on a lot of different teams too. Yeah. Like I, I think there are, like you said, some concerning things about that wizards team all right before we get to 17 which is going to be a really good player that we both really like it, <laughs> we're going to talk about something else that's really good is andy's frozen custard you got to go check out andy's they make their custard fresh hour by hour they make chocolate and vanilla frozen custard and then you can put in just about whatever you want into a concrete uh it's absolutely delicious. I took my son after school the other day and he got, uh, one, just, just your classic concrete. It's got, uh, crushed up Oreos in it. Just kind of a cookies and cream type of vibe. And it was so good. I, you just can't, you cannot beat it. Uh, my other son got cookie dough. We got a Heath bar one. They're unbelievable. You got to go check out Andy's, uh, They have locations in Oklahoma City, Texas, Missouri, uh, all over the United States, mostly Southern. Uh, So if you live near one, you need to support the people that support Down to Dunk and eat at Andy's Frozen Custard. All right, McKellie, who's our number 17? It's uh, the reason why this podcast will be hated by probably most of the most people. I mean, we have Luka Doncic, uh, which we uh, love. And I really think that Luka is a transcendent talent. And um, again, uh, if you ask me, like if you if I am like a 
manager of Washington. And they said, they say to me, like, would you trade Otto Porter for Doncic just for this season? I would probably say yes. Same with Covington, same with um, Tobias Harris, Aaron Gordon, and all the players that I have um, behind him. And to be honest, <laughs> if that was my call to make, probably a few that I have above him. But since he's, this is a rookie season for him, and there will be a tons of stuff that he has to change, especially in his routine, in his way to prepare uh, basketball games, even if he played like a hundred games uh, last season, uh, give it a give it a take. So he's already able to play a huge number of games in a season. But you know, flights, uh, being a rookie, um, like the money, the, all the stuff can can like put a toll uh, on your body and on your mind. So I, I really think that Luca belongs to this list, and he's probably um, one of the greatest player in this list I have tons of confidence in his talent he can do everything in a basketball court uh, more or less and if he's able to defend in a decent way then we'll, we are talking about um, really a superb talent yeah he's he's going to change your offense and make it better and make you yeah. a more efficient offense with just his passing alone and mm-hmm. the fact that he can hit shots and create his own shot and get to the rim I mean, he's he's going to blow a lot of people away for the Mavericks this year. And mm-hmm. I don't think the Mavericks will be a playoff team, but I think that there will be conversations to be had that will say, hey, can the Mavs be a playoff team? Like that will be mm-hmm. a topic on the jump probably, at, you know, yeah. within like the first 13 games of the season. Yeah. Because I think that he's going to surprise some people because he he's more ready to play than anybody else in the draft because he's playing oh, yeah. professional basketball at the highest level um, that you can outside of the NBA. And so, and he's won and he's been the best guy. <laughs> yeah. I think that's just goes underrated. All. And you know, we both like Trey young a lot. Yeah. But that trade is just, it's a weird one. It's a weird yeah. one for Atlanta. I, I just feel like to start your, rebuilding process with Luca makes a lot of sense. And if you want to, and, and this could be true for Trey young too, like all these things could be true for Trey young. But I think mm-hmm. if you want to put people in seats, I think that Luca is probably more of a sure thing than Trey young. But if Trey young, he does hit his, his potential. He's a guy too, that could do that. So I, on one hand I do get it. On the other hand, I just think that Luca's more of a sure thing because he has the size and he's a lot yeah. more versatile. And so we have him as a small forward, but he could be a guy that in three years that we're like, man, we're kind of, why do we do that? He's yeah. the Mavs point guard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't have like guys like Ben Simmons here because we, we think they are already leading ball hander. I'm pretty sure that um, the Mavs will not go to Luca as the main ball handler and as Sam Vecini noted like a tons of time as for LeBron James um, they both play well uh, without with, with another point guard on the court which does like point guard duty and they can attack the defense uh, when like after a pass or after a movement that is where Luca excels and again if you don't trust our judgment uh, which you should because you should make your own um, evaluations look at how Luca uses angles when attacks guys off the dribble and uh, with a pick. Um, there are a very there are very few guys that are able to put their body 
um, make contact with the defender and use the angles to basically take advantage. Uh, a guy that does it at a higher level is James Harden. But the fact that Luca is able to do that at the age of like 18, 18 and a half, 19, whatever he is right now, is absurd. Yeah. No player at that age should be able to do to use advanced move in pick and roll. Um, and so that's why I think he has an extremely um, underrated talent. Um, yeah. Well, not, not extremely underrated, but sort of underrated talent um, that will um, shine in the NBA. Yeah. He's just a guy that thinks the game at a higher level than maybe just a majority of this list, honestly. Yeah. There's just yeah. not a lot of guys that can that can change the offense like he can. So I really like him. I need to see more from him mm-hmm. at the professional level. Um, but I think that if we did this list again, September 9th, 2019, like it wouldn't shock me if we had him at nine, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I, I'm totally on board with that. I mean, and you know it. I mean, I am probably too much of an enthusiast of Luca, but uh, I cannot help it. I, I seen him play and that's, that's what is basically gives you when you, when you play basketball. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who do we have at 16? I have his teammate actually. Yeah, me too. Here's yeah, <laughs> I think that this season probably Harrison Barnes will be equally, if not a bit more valuable in terms of they, they will need scoring. Yeah. And Harrison Barnes, A, can do that. B, and this I think should not be forgotten. Um, he was a key piece of one of the greatest team uh, in the history of the NBA. That's so true maybe the the least variable like uh if you are considering the top seven player but still yeah. <laughs> like Harrison Barnes probably in uh, if you ask Oklahoma City to trade um under Robertson or last year to choose between um, Melo and Harrison Barnes oh, or, yeah. or or anyway uh between him and Depot they would probably choose Harrison Barnes yeah. he's he's not a guy that should be forgotten in this list mm-hmm. again He's very versatile as well. I mean, he can go mm-hmm. a lot of positions. And he has proven with the Mavericks that he can be a go-to scorer. On a bad team, he can be a go-to scorer. But if he is your third guy, I guess pretty good. Like You're doing pretty well mm-hmm. if Harrison Barnes is your third best player. And so he has developed under Rick Carlisle. He's not the exact same guy he was in Golden State. I think that he has improved his game Uh Mm-hmm. I, I like him a lot. I don't think that he'll ever, I don't think he should ever be the number one guy on your team. Uh, if you're planning on winning anything, um, mm-hmm. but he is very versatile and can score in a lot of ways and can defend. And so I'm, I'm a big fan of him. And he also has impeccable posture. <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, 15. Who do you have at 15? I have the guy who shots hundred percent. From three, Joe Ingles. Oh, Joe, man, I got Joe higher than that, man. Uh, yeah, I, I not way I higher. Have my, I have met thirteen, like, but <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. I, I have a guy that probably. Well, anyway, I, I have Joe here, and probably I have Wiggins at fourteen. Probably I should interchange the two. Um, yeah, you wouldn't. I mean, the Jazz would not trade Joe Ingles for Andrew Wiggins. No, and to be honest, probably the. 
like Minnesota thinks hard about doing the same. They I, like. I mean, on that team, they probably should, right? Because Joe, uh, yes. Joe does everything you want to win. He shoots threes. Exactly. He plays. He you you take a good look at him, and you're like, "How? Hey, there's no way he's going to be able to defend." But watch the guy. Like he's got so much tenacity. He can defend, and he's a great passer. Uh, he does. He does it all. He does everything you want him to do in the body of a giant accountant. I mean, he's he's amazing. Yeah, he is. Uh, again. Um, let's say that I have him 14 uh, and Wiggins at 15. To me, the discussion is I really expect Wiggins to do um, the Wiggins can do another jump. Yes. Wiggins, he can will, really do Wiggins will get better. And Joe Ingles is at his peak. Like Joe, exactly. Joe Ingles will not get better than this. And yeah. Yeah. And, and Joe Ingles is perfect for the style of play that, that, that Queen Snyder basically tailor made for for him and and for Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, and this is probably unfair. Um, I wonder how valuable Joe Ingles could be in a different environment. Um, he's extremely. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, I'm having 15. Like, so I would say that probably half of the team should start him. So that's, um, but. You may want different things at that position. That's what I'm saying. If you want, if you really need a scorer, um, Joe Ingles is not the guy you should take. Yeah. Uh, um, if you, like, yeah, probably is the only thing that he doesn't do at the elite level now. Um, but I don't know. It seems, it seems kind of weird uh, to... But in the end, like I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably out of my mind. Uh, it should be a ton higher. Let's say I have him 14 uh, and we can see 15. Yeah, that sounds better. I mean, yeah. it's a toss up for me. I mean, the guy uh, scored 11 points a game last year. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I mean um, he, he's very good and he does all like, he doesn't really have a lot of holes in his game because he is a good defender, a great passer. He shot 44% from three. He doesn't, he's done that two years in a row. Yeah. Uh, but he is, 30 he's about to turn 31 a regression Andrew. And he's, he's a regression <laughs> candidate i mean look at the guy <laughs> but i mean honestly he is at his peak he's in his prime and it's it is hard to compare him to like a 24 25 year old player because especially like andrew wiggins who is a crazy athlete mm-hmm. we have joe that doesn't rely on athleticism he relies on smarts he relies on his size because uh, he's a big dude, uh, and so he gave he gave Paul George fits in the first round last year. There's just mm-hmm. no question about it, and he, it's he's not like he's not a go to score. He's not a guy that's going to go get you a bucket. But if you guys, if you have a offensive system or if you have guys that can create for him, then uh, it's it's tough to be a lot better than than what he's what he has, and he he's maximized the player that he can be. I mean, there's, yeah. there's not a ton of players that you can look at and say they have gotten, they have squeezed every ounce out of their NBA career and been able to give it all. I mean, I don't know, like a lot of these guys on this list, even you're just like, well, they really haven't done that. And yeah. he's a guy that has absolutely. And he's in the perfect situation. He's with the perfect coach. He's with the perfect teammates and he is the maximum Joe Ingles that he can be. Yeah, which is, again, extremely valuable in our playoff settings. Yeah, 
And, but yeah, I mean, with Wiggins, I really hope that one way or another, he goes into an healthy situation where he has a point guard and a coach that let's, I want to know for sure that he cannot develop, um, reads on offense mm-hmm. and the way Minnesota plays, I'm not sure yet. Yeah. And so um, if this guy develops any, uh, um, like decision making, if he improves his decision making on defense and offense, this guy is a crazy talent, and the weakness is. And so that's why I'm still giving him uh, a benefit of the doubt. Probably it's it's the last year, <laughs> but but I want another. He's season. the number one pick. I mean, yeah, for a reason. And again, 1995. Yeah, like is too young to give up. Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't give up on him yet. He he may need a different situation to get there. It wouldn't surprise mm-hmm. me if he was on a different team in the next three years, but mm-hmm. he's interesting. Yeah, imagine, yeah, imagine if a guy like um, like Harrison Barnes, he is uh, probably entering um, the third year of his contract. Mm-hmm. Say that um, he doesn't like the way uh, Doncic and Dennis Smith handle the offense. He probably doesn't have as many touches, and Minnesota trades him for Wiggins, which is like. A toss, like a, a draw in terms of salaries, and Wiggins is able to learn from Carlisle. Yeah, that can change his career. Yeah. I'm not saying it will, and they will probably it pro, it will probably make both player better better because Barnes fits much better in what um, Minnesota wants to do. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm still have hope. Yeah, I do too. Uh, Fifteen, I have. That's where I have Brandon Ingram. Okay, I'm. I have him a bit higher, yeah. but not much. He's crazy young. He's 21 mm-hmm. years old, yeah. and he's got a ton of potential. Uh, but I don't know exactly what he's good at. Can you explain that to me? I mean i I still I still enamored with the way he uses talent to attack the basket and to move the ball. He really learned to do that. And if there is one guy who could benefit the most on having LeBron James on his team is Brandon Ingram. Um, The first year in the league, he wasn't clearly able to sustain an entire season in his body. Um, It was close to, like, the first season of Durant was good, great in terms of what the rookie can do because it was rookie of the year. But you could see that he could not handle really the league in terms of physicality. And Ingram was probably behind in terms of um, in terms of body. And so I do think he needs time uh, to adjust and to be the player he can be because he he's not a pure shooter like Eddie was. And so he has to do different stuff uh, to be effective. And the way he's playing as a secondary point guard is what amazed me because the, the offensive talent is there. He, he will get better. Uh, and so, and he's also, he's also a smart player. So I, I, I'm willing to bet on players like that. We, who are like great. Uh, they have a great pedigree into what they did in any level of basketball and the fact that they really understand what they are doing. And so that's why I really like Ingram, and I think he could be one of the players that showcase um, his full array, full arsenal uh, this season. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think about him yet. <laughs> I need to see him play. I need to see him play with LeBron. 
Yeah. He's pretty good at the Lakers down toward the end of the season. He yes. played really well down the stretch. After the All-Star break, mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. even a great, sh- he even shot really well from three. Uh, I just need to see it. I need to see what happens when he is put in a, a position where he has to win games. Because that mm-hmm. Lakers team down the end of the seat, like they knew, like, we're not going to the playoffs. They're, they're loose. They're playing loose. Now, everybody's coming into the Staples Center and they're wanting to kill them. And whenever mm-hmm. they go into different cities, that opposing team is going to be mad that there's so many Lakers jerseys in their in their arena, and they're going to want to yeah. they're going to want to kill those guys. And with a target on their back, what do they look like? Because that Lakers team has had they're just playing loose and free, and they get to do whatever. They want. Now you have LeBron. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Freedom ends here. You're right. <laughs> like you have to win now. You have to. And maybe Brandon Ingram steps up. Maybe all these guys do. And they all look better. I think it's possible. But I also think that there are situations where guys get that spotlight on them and it doesn't sit right with them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I still have, obviously, I have him high. I have him at 15. Uh, but I just I just don't know. I think that everybody else up on this list, I, I know. I've, I've at least seen Otto Porter play a lot of NBA games and show that he is a good shooter, a good defender. Uh, Joe Ingles, the same. And then everybody else higher than this looks like I've seen him do it. Like they've proven yeah. it. And Brandon Ingram still has a lot to prove as an NBA player. So who do you have at 14 where I have Wiggins? Uh, 14, I have Porter. 13, I have Ingles. Okay. So um, I think uh, I could do. I could go with my thirteen, which is Chris Middleton. Okay, yeah, that's what I have at twelve. Okay, so I have um, to recap. I have Joe Ingles at fifteen, Wiggins at fourteen, Middleton thirteen, and Ingram twelve. Um, I wasn't compl- like this. Uh, Chris Middleton ends my tier five um, player, uh, which are again player who can be extremely successful in um, good teams, yeah. and to me. Like I like all the um, all the things that are said, all the hype on Milwaukee, but this team is like at year four of their cycle. Giannis is great, but they are still a, like they they are not a great team. Like yeah. they are a good team, and Middleton is number two. Um, Couldn't could coaching change that this season though? Yeah. Sure. Because now they have, I, but I, I want to see them before before I make any indictment like that. I want to see them with Bud and see if he, if, if Coach Bud can turn them into a good Eastern Conference team. Because they've had Jason Kidd mm-hmm. and then they had their interim coach who did a lot of the same things. And then yeah, it just didn't, no, that's fair. It didn't look great. Now they're going to have more structure. They're going to have a guy that's had success at the NBA level. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see with them. Yeah, me too. That's why I have him there because I think that today, if you call like again, if you call a teams like Dallas and say, "Do you want Middleton for Harrison Barnes?" Uh, they probably say yes. Yeah, but it's not a great like a great trade where you say, "Wow, I have Middleton." Yes, Middleton is a is what you want out of your third guy. It's really what you want. A guy that can defend, that can hit. Um, he's a dead-eye shooter. But does he bring you, like, is he your second best player in a very good team? <sighs> I'm not ready to say yes. He's definitely a third guy. Yeah. 
which is the, the, the reason why I have him in tier five uh, with Wiggins, with Ingles, with Barnes. Those are good to great third guys mm-hmm. to me. And Middleton is surely the best of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to he, me, Ingram could good. be, yeah, to me, Ingram could be your second player. He uh, has that upside. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's why I have him again. It, it wasn't really, uh, say, well, yes, I, I know for sure that Ingram is like miles better than, uh, than Middleton. I don't know that, but that's the, re- this is the, the reason why I have him in one tier higher, uh, than Middleton. And again, I love the guy. Yeah. Uh, if I, if you ask me, uh, who should replace Andrew Robertson to make OKC uh, a title contender? That is the guy who oh. I would pick. Sheesh. Yeah, he would be amazing. Yeah. He scored 20 yeah. game last year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, and that's a big deal to be able to do that and to be a good is. defender. And he's a he's a solid playmaker too. Like he's 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 a really really good NBA player. And mm-hmm. he didn't shoot quite as well from three as he has the rest of his career. But you know that it, that that's there. I mean, he's forty percent basically for his career, and then he went down to about thirty six percent last season. But he also mm-hmm. increased his volume. Yes. Um, so, and the quality of the looks is not that great because it was really the second. Um, sure. Yeah. And again, he, his role is not that to me. Yeah. Yeah. I I like him a lot. I think that he's mm-hmm. very, very good and he would be really good next to Russell. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's also a guy that falls in love with the mid-range shot a little bit too. Um, but that, that goes well with OKC, right? We need to have guys that love the mid-range one way or another. That's right. <laughs> Can we get some mid-post touches, please? That's what I say every time they go down the court. It's like, come on. Uh, okay. Uh, before we go to our next player, which is an interesting player and a player that won't make Taylor very happy, uh, I want to talk about earlyupgrade.com. If you are a manager of a big company or if you happen to own a big company, listen up. I'm sure that you have company phones or iPads or tablets and you may be getting a lot of complaints. The battery power is not what it used to be. They're not functioning. Mine doesn't work at all. Uh, You need to contact earlyupgrade.com. These people have been in business for nine years. They're nationwide and they're going to help you get a good device in each of your employees' hands. Uh, You can use your old devices to get value toward your next purchases. And even if the devices aren't functioning, you can still uh, get some value from those, which is a great thing that Early Upgrade offers. So please contact Early Upgrade at earlyupgrade.com. They're also Thunder fans, so you know you're dealing with some good people. Support the people that support Down to Dunk and go to earlyupgrade.com. now we're going to uh, a guy that is much maligned, <laughs> but has he's a proven scorer in, at the NBA level. I don't know what else to say. And he's he's an all star. He's really an all. He's an all star. Uh, did he make an All NBA team last year? Uh, did he make he should have. I mean, let, uh, let me check. I think so, but I could be wrong. Let me see on Basketball Reference. We're talking DDR, by the way. He's there. Like, He's on there. Yeah. He's an all-NBA player. We're talking about DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I mean, 
I think in San Antonio we will see the best version of him. Um, I mean, he can be he can be like a 28, 29 points per game uh, yeah. score. And he already did that one yeah. season, probably. And he'll and he'll sink your ship in the playoffs, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, I I don't know what to make of that, really. To be honest, uh, I mean, the it's so have been weird. better with him on the bench. I mean, I just yeah, I don't I don't know what to say about it either. But it's been not just a one year thing. No, no, that's that's a recurrent thing, and it, it's scary. I have him eleven. Or do we have 12 or 13? He's at 11 for me too. Oh, okay. Okay. So we have him in the same spot. Great. Um, but how, I mean, sure, playoff is really important and it's where basketball counts. But how can you discount the way he plays the regular season? He's great. <laughs> like last year, he was extremely efficient. He really changed the way he played offensively, or at least he modified it enough to be noticeable. But then defensively, there is this playoff meltdown, which is frustrating, like really frustrating. Yeah. And maybe I that couldn't put him higher. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you cannot put him higher. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he isn't, he's a go-to score. He's a guy that you can't, you can put the ball in his hands and he'll go get you a bucket. And that has value at, mm-hmm. at the NBA level. And so that's, I give him the nod above these other guys because he he just does it at a different level than those guys above Middleton, Joe Ingles, Porter, Ingram, Barnes. I mean, you can't give the ball to them and he, they do the same thing that DeRozan does. Uh, he's, he's really a, a very, very good NBA player and maybe being in, in San Antonio will maybe change that. Uh, I have my doubts. I think that that Spurs team is super weird and mm-hmm. I don't really have a lot of expectations for them, but you know, I haven't had a lot of expectations for that Spurs team in a while. <laughs> and so <laughs> they continue to win games and to, to be a little bit better than you think they are. But, uh, it's, he, he's a, he's a weird player in a lot of ways. Uh, he's not a super modern offensive player, uh, but he's still effective and mm-hmm. deserves, deserves more respect than he gets. Yeah, and I remember like uh, one or two games where Andrew Robertson was on him and it didn't make a difference. Yeah. Like when he's in the zone, like it was last year when he had his more, um, his highest uh, point per game, points per game. And it was this game in OKC, I think, where he was simply unstoppable. There's nothing you could do to stop him. And this has value, especially in a team that will have to find buckets um, wherever they could. And so, yeah, barely top 10, um, barely outside the top 10 for me. And probably the guy that I have above him, I will definitely choose them before him. And I'm sure that San Antonio will probably have to have, like, if they could have one of these players instead of him, they, they probably would have chosen the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the top 10 like um who do you have at 10 so my next tier is called the boston celtics tier yeah <laughs> yes i have the the three boston guys from 11 from 10 to uh to 8 yeah so yeah so my order is jalen brown gordon hayward jason tatum 
wow, we have the same list. This is okay. boring. Like I have, <laughs> I, I thought I, I went, I went bold on Brown, but, um, yeah, I, I, I he's think awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> he wasn't Hayward, on that. If he wasn't on the team with those other three, I'd say that he was the forward for the Kings. Like everybody would be like, wow. No, don't, say, don't say the Kings. Don't say the Kings. Why? They will probably ruin him anyway. <laughs> he would still be a killer for them. He'd be their number one score, right? Yeah. He would yeah. have scored 20 a game last year for them. Yeah, probably and, you, so. and you would have been like, oh, well, the Kings, they've got something now. Yes. I mean, he, yes. he's just, he's one of those talents. Like he is a, he's a great wing score. He defends. He wants to get better. He's, uh, from what I've heard, he's a brilliant guy. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I like him a lot. Like I, if I'm, if I'm the Celtics, I don't trade him for any of these guys we've already talked about. None of them. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Me neither. Uh, for what's worth. Um, he, he's, he's good. He's competitive. Yeah. He's not good in attacking closeout yet. Uh, closeouts. He cannot really create from the dribble, but he can, he can create a shot for himself at yeah. least. And he's reliable, really reliable from three. If you remember, like there was all these doubts. There were all these doubts about his shooting, uh, the fact that he couldn't shoot the ball at California. Sometimes it really doesn't matter what you do in college. Um, it, it matters more about the fundamentals, how, why you miss shots, not the, the fact that you are missing them. And I mean, Jalen shoot like 40% last season, yeah. which is unbelievable. And 54% effective field goal percentage too. Yeah. Which is way above average. And he's a okay, not great free throw shooter. This is one area that we'll probably need to improve. Yeah. He's 21. But we are talking, yeah. We are talking about, about the guy that he's ready to guard the best players in the league while shooting 40% and being 21. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I said, like he's, he's great. He's amazing. Uh, Gordon, yeah. ha- Gordon Hayward's next. Uh, I feel, yeah. feel bad for this guy because he missed all of last season. Uh, yeah. But he is, he's a crazy talent. I mean, he has worked really hard to get where he is. He's a guy that can put up 20 a game. Uh, he's a, he's a good facilitator. He learned how to do that uh, with the jazz and will do more of the same with the Celtics. Uh, he's a guy that help. He helps you win basketball games just flat out. Mm-hmm. He can shoot it. Mm-hmm. He shot almost forty percent from three in his final year with Utah. Uh, he's he can do it all, and he's it's really stupid that the Celtics have him because they don't really need him. <laughs> <laughs> they've got. Yeah. I mean, they've got these three guys: Brown, Hayward, and Tatum, and they're all elite type of talents. And, yeah. you know, Tatum in particular, I mean, he could, he could, I mean, would you be surprised if we were talking about him at six next year or even at five next year? I don't, I would not be shocked because he, he's a crazy talent, but Gordon Hayward, solid all around elite wing. And, you know, he, he's pretty close to what Paul George does. Like he's, he's one of He's one of those guys. He's just an all-around NBA player. Yeah, I think he's better than Paul George in creating uh, for others in ball handling. Like, yeah. PG is really loose in terms of ball handling, um, as we all know. Uh, but defensively, I think that Paul George has a, a significant oh, yeah. edge. 
on Golden Hour. And shooting-wise, I think they are comparable. Probably PG is slightly better than him. Yeah. Um, but again, the, cre- the, the, the ability to be like a secondary point guard is what makes Hayward um, the player he is. Mm. Because he can score, uh, he does, uh, but the way he facilitates uh, for others is really um, available for what Boston uh, will do next season and for what Utah did two seasons ago. And I, I really hope that those three guys play a lot of minutes together because the, they, they could really play like uh, Kyrie, these three guys, and then and Horford. Al Horford. And at, at least to close, yeah. I think this will be the closing lineup most nights. What do you do? And yeah, <laughs> like you cannot hide anyone. If you have a, a weak link, they all can be um, effective from the dribble. Again, maybe Brown not to create for others, but at least to 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 create a shot for himself. Like if you have Melo guarding Jalen Brown, you are not happy. You are not happy. Like oh. he can he can take Melo um, to to the rim uh, from the dribble. Yeah. And so they give you extreme versatility. The fact that I have Tatum higher is because I really believe in his upside, his immediate upside. He was a crazy good shooter, um, crazy good offensive player. And I think that one summer of work with uh, Boston staff without any thought about the regular season or what he will be asked to do, he knows um, how to play now and what, what it means playing for, um, for, for Stevens. And so I think we will see like a great season from Jason Tatum. And I, I'm not shocked. I will be not shocked if by the end of the season, he will be thought as the best player of the Celtics. Yeah, he's, he's really good. So regular season, he was 13.9 points per game. And then in the playoffs, he bumped it up to 18 points per game. And yeah. he was their go-to score. He was amazing in crunch time. And he's 19. March 1998. Or he that's, just turned 20. He's 20. Yeah, that's, still. that sounds completely wrong. It's just like, not fair. <laughs> no. And again, like 43.5% from three. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's nonsensical. Like, again, he he's the guy who I don't think you trade for anyone besides probably Kevin Durant. <laughs> but like, and you, and you may even think about it. Uh, and I mentioned Kevin Durant and not LeBron James just because of the um, different situation. I, I don't think LeBron is going anywhere. KD might. And so you might. Yeah. Yeah. So you may sacrifice him, but he has to be a guy like that. Yeah. Nothing short of that. Yeah. He's very good. And I want to see him play this year before mm-hmm. I just say that he's better than anybody that's above him right now. Sure. Um, yeah. But he's, he's got the highest upside among all these guys that are 23 and under, right? Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, probably you can make a case um, for both Simmons and Mitchell. Yeah. Um, but they are not on this list. Right. On this list, for sure. Yeah. 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 And like how great that class is already. I mean, it's insane. <laughs> uh, even if it's Simon is not really on that class, but this rookie yeah. class was awesome. Yeah. Like it, absurd. It's unusual. And mm-hmm. I feel a little bit bad for the upcoming rookies because <laughs> there's going to be some yeah. pressure on them to actually perform too. Yeah, but who knows? 
They could, but there's a ton yeah. of really good players from that class. A ton. Yes. It's, it's weird almost how good mm-hmm. that class is. Uh, okay. Seven is where I have Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I think that we have the same list because I have Butler at seven. Okay. Then I have PG uh-uh. and then I have clay. Uh-uh. You have the same? No. Oh, oh, interesting then. Um, because I have, the, to me, Jimmy uh, Butler, Paul George, and Clay Thompson are one tier. Okay. Like, just below Super Duper Star. Um, hmm. And I was really thorn about, like, because Jimmy Butler had a better season than Paul George uh, on some metrics, but I think that Paul George gives you more versatility. Um, I think that he, that Paul George is a better shooter, but probably Butler is a better on-ball defender. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was really difficult for me uh, to rank them. Um, Clay is probably a tad higher on both because he's a, probably a generational shooter. And also he's an extremely solid defender that doesn't waste any possession, which is an issue for both uh, Butler and George. And that's what like, but he's also it's, in the perfect position. I don't know. He's, Clay is great, and I love him. I have him. So I have Jimmy Butler, Clay Thompson. Then I have Kawhi, and then I have Paul George. Oh, wow. No, no, I, I don't go that far. Um, um, you, you probably weight the injury way more than I do. With which Kawhi? Is, which is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah which is and fine. also he's become a big weirdo, and I'm, I factor <laughs> in big weirdos. So. That's, that's nice. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I I agree. Um, With Clay, I do think that, and so I have Clay yeah. six. Uh, Jimmy yeah. Butler is is seven. He's great. Part of the reason I have him there is be, because of the injury stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But he's a great player. He can do it all. He, if he was a if he was a little bit better shooter, he's a career thirty three percent. He was thirty five percent last year. If he's a better shooter, I'd have him above these guys, but he's not. Yeah. And so he's he's got he can really score the basketball, but he's also kind of a butthead. And yeah, everywhere he's yeah. gone, there's been complaints about either coming from him or coming from his teammates. And that matters when you're trying to win at the highest level. Personality mm-hmm. matters, and from here on. I think personality matters a lot. And so that's why I have him below these guys. Uh, Clay Thompson, six. I think Clay is great. Obviously, one of the best shooters of all time. A great defender. But what does he look like if he was in the same position as Jimmy Butler? I think he'd still be really good. But you, I think you'd see some wasted possessions from him, too, if he was put in a position to where he had to create for himself. Because he doesn't have to. He's a guy that, like, what does he touch the ball for, like, 12 seconds a game. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he just catches and shoots. That's all he has to do. He's got the easiest job in the world for a guy that has a crazy amount of talent. And but there's none, none that does better than him. Like I agree. he has, he has a, not, I would, I wouldn't say he's just, but he doesn't have to create for himself, but when he does need to do that, he's awesome. <laughs> and I think that there is at least, at least two titles that Golden State doesn't win if Clay is not there, and or sure. at least two finals and two, one title. Let's yeah. put it this way. No, he's <laughs> to awesome. me like he's yeah, he, but he's incredible. I'm not trying to downplay him, but I just mm-hmm. know that he is in the perfect situation, like the perfect one. Yeah, uh, I would argue uh, that 
if you like, if you switch, if you propose to switch him and Paul George, yeah, probably OKC is the one that says yes, and the other one says no. Hmm. I think that Clay Thompson is the best mate for us Westbrook period, yeah. even if even yeah. even about Paul George, and like again, PG shot the ball particularly well on Russ's passes. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that. Clay, imagine if you have like five or six percent more in terms of percentage, which is what Clay gives you. That's that's relevant. And and Clay, like, I don't know. I mean, it's really close. And I think Paul's I more give... versatile on both ends. I think he's more versatile than Clay. Yes, as a defender that, that... and as an offensive player, I think he's more. I think he's a more versatile player, and he's had it, he's, it, and he's proven yeah. it, and he's had to prove it in several different situations. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if Paul George, all he had to do was catch and shoot for the Warriors and then yeah. kill second units. I don't know, man. I but think he, he, kill second unit is not, it's not good. Like, <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I, <laughs> yes, I, I understand that. that. that but you play, know what I that mean? That plays though. a role. That plays a role in my evaluation actually. And like, if you put Clay Thompson in any way where in any like situation where he just has to shoot or to, to attack a close out and shoot, he's awesome. Yeah. Like, if he plays with the first unit, great. If he plays with the second unit, great. If he plays with like, uh, probably three chairs and two and one basketball player. Great. He's always great. That's, that's the thing that has value. And, I, I'm willing to give uh, Paul George a benefit of the doubt because last season was extremely dysfunctional and he had an injury. So probably next year we will, if we are end, end up going to do this list again, uh, this position could be switched. But I mean, Clay Thompson in playoff settings is exceptional. <laughs> like he's a guy that can really turn serious. And and I, I cannot undervalue his shooting and the fact that he doesn't lose possessions. Like PG will waste two or three possessions a game uh, for different reasons. Yeah. Clay just doesn't do that. And again, it's not, it's really, really, really close for me. And I don't feel good in put anyone um, before the other, but I had to choose and I pick Clay. And I, I think that um, if you have last season Clay instead of Paul George, probably OKC finished with a better record. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really close. We are splitting hairs here. I like Clay Thompson a lot. I think he's awesome. I think personality wise, he's he's just in the perfect situation for him. And, yeah. In every single way, he is. Uh, but I just think that Paul's a more versatile player. He, yeah. he he does have some turnover problems, but a lot of elite players do. A lot of them do. Um, yeah. And so. I just would be interested to see what Clay would look like in a different in a different setting, and we we don't we might don't have to wait too long for that. We'll see. Yeah, I I don't know he, but he's I don't know. Kind of like Joe, we talked about Joe Ingles being in the perfect situation, maximizing the player that he is. I think that Clay Thompson's another guy that's done that, mm-hmm. and Paul dealing with the injuries that he did this past season, and I just want to see what he looks like. I want to see if that mid-range shot gets better because he's been mm-hmm. a really good mid-range shooter in the past. 
Yeah. And a guy that can attack a closeout, hit a mid-range shot, he's money. And he wasn't last year. And so now that he's had taken care of that problem with his with his arm and with his elbow, I'm I don't know. I just think that he he can do a little bit more than what Clay can. Clay definitely does what he does at an elite level. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying Paul George doesn't. Paul George shot the ball from three very very well last year. Yeah, uh, but he was a little streaky, and so mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'll I'll give the nod to Paul for his versatility um, yeah. over Clay. I don't know if the Thunder would say yes to that trade. Um, no, because of the contract situation. I that I didn't factor in uh, what I said previously. Um, even but just, if, even if you don't, even if it was just one for one, and you had him for one season. I think they would take Paul. That I'm not sure of. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I'm almost sure that Golden State says no, but yeah. that is probably because they know what they have. And, um, and you don't, the reason, team yeah, chemistry too. Uh, not that yeah. Paul's going to like mess up your team chemistry. Oh, no, 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 like no. You can't, no. you can't underrate what Clay is to them, team chemistry mm-hmm. wise. Yeah. And the reason why I have Kawhi above both is, uh, Probably also because of the reports that are coming uh, over the last few weeks that he's good to go, uh, like doing all the things he was supposed to. Yeah. And like for Kawhi Leonard to to reach the same level of Clay and Paul George, it means to drop significantly. And if he's like ninety percent of his, well, it, I don't like to use numbers, but he, if he's like close to okay physically, he's substantially better i think and especially because he like he's he's able to 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 shut the ball extremely well while being extremely good defensively like the best defender on on wings yeah and so the drop off should be it needs to be significant um but it could be there like yeah. um i'm optimistic uh, because I think that um, somehow this purse kind of messed up, uh, and um, and so if if this was part uh, being, of him being tired of the situation, uh, again I don't like the way uh, they handled it, um, both sides, but I don't know the specifics to be to be sure. And so if I, I I'm I'm positive that he is going to be okay. And with that assumption, I think he's still better than the two behind. Yeah, I need to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been a, it's, he is, he has that in him, but it's been a little while since we've seen it. And so yeah. I just need to see it. I still have him. So I have my tier is, uh, Clay, Kawhi, Paul George, and then one more guy. And that's, I just want to see it. I want to see him play before I put him above Paul George because Paul George did play basketball games last year. And yeah. He didn't have a weirdo uncle saying weird things <laughs> to the media. And so I have to give the nod to Paul because of that. And I probably should give the nod to Co- to Clay too. So maybe I'll, maybe it's Kawhi, Clay, Paul George. That's probably mm-hmm. where I'd settle just because both those guys so have PG at four. PG at four. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I guess you have Giannis at three? Yeah, I have Giannis at three. And so I've got... So that's a one tier for me. And then I have the 
all the all time greats tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Um, I have a question for you. Okay, I'll give you the record of two teams that has that had like a star, a leading star, um, playing basically by himself um, for two seasons. And you give, you have to tell me who's Milwaukee and who's Indiana. Okay. So the last two uh, over the first team are 42 and 40 and 44 and 38. And the other ones are 48, uh, 42 and 40 and 48 and 34. Uh, sorry, 45 and 37 and 42 and 40. Who's who? First one's Giannis. Mm-hmm. And the second is Paul George. It's basically. Paul George with Indiana. Yeah. Is that different? Did, did Paul George have like a substantially better situation? Like he had Nate, Nate McMillan as a coach yeah. who, who is great, but not awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it, it's a tough, it's a tough one. Um, they're close. They're three and four for me. Mm-hmm. Giannis is, he is the bucks, right? Yes. Yes. And, Paul George, if he's going to be on a team that's going to compete for anything, he is not that team, right? I don't know. It was, like the the narrative was that if you if you take away uh, Paul George from Indiana and you replace him with Oladipo and Sabonis, you are talking about a twenty two twenty three <laughs> lottery team. No, no. I mean, the, 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 you're right. You're right. So, so Paul George was Indiana, according to um, the media. He was. And he I mean, was. I think th- I, I think the reason why I have Giannis higher is because I think he has really untapped potential At yet. Age. But if I if I am to value what 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 he has done over the past two seasons, it's not that different from what Paul George did in his prime. He is still not a good three point shooter, uh, even if it. He is improving, and uh, he he's a machine, and I I love seeing him play. But I really want to see him win to bring this team to a like to be the best player on a, an extremely good team. Paul George did that, um, Kawhi did that, Clay never, but he's different. Um, Jimmy Butler did it, um, yeah. close to the same level to to what Giannis did, and so I have him higher because again I expect. Uh, that with uh, the coaching change and the renewed spacing that he has, um, he will probably be better. And Milwaukee will probably be a 50-plus winning team. And so maybe this is the year where he really becomes um, close to the other two. But so far, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, If he could shoot the ball, I mean... Well, okay. That's <laughs> it would yeah. be crazy because yeah, he does everything. He does everything else. He shot, he, he had 27 points per game last year and couldn't shoot the three ball. There's just not a lot of guys that can do that. Yeah. And he, he's a great rebounder. He's a great passer. He is a, he's a crazy defender that can defend <laughs> one through five at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's just nobody like him. And yeah. he's, he's 23. And so I, yeah, I just want to see what he can do uh, with coach Bud. And 
if they can really change the identity of this team. And he doesn't necessarily even have to become a great three-point shooter. I think he needs to take them because we've seen mm-hmm. in the playoffs where he gets into positions where they just completely leave him at the three-point line. Yeah, that like cannot he, happen. He's got to be able to knock down that shot. If you're going to have the ball in your hands all the time, a lot of people complain about Russell taking threes, but Russell has taken and made threes that have mattered in his career. Mm-hmm. And Giannis has got to do that too. I mean, I'm, I need to look at his total amount of threes that he took. He took 143s this past season. Uh, yeah. It's he's got to take more than that. That's just, that's not enough. That's not enough for people to, to guard you and maybe they won't guard him because he'll just miss them. Uh, but he's, it's a, it's a necessary skill for guys that are lead ball handlers to yes. take, take threes and at least be a threat from three. You don't have yeah. to, you don't have to make a crazy amount of them, but you at least have to be a threat and a guy that needs to be guarded there. You know, and if he does that, I mean, he, he could, I don't know that it's going to be tough to vault over these two, um, but you could put him in the conversation with them for me right yes. now. Like he's not in the conversation with them. No, no, uh, one tier below for yeah. me. Yeah. This and, decidedly a tier below those two. Yes. And yeah, I mean, I have still LeBron number one, by the way. Uh, I do too. I do too. He's, he's proven it time yeah. and time again. And I think that if you switch he and KD, that I just don't know that the Cavs get to the finals like they did the past two seasons. I just don't know that oh, they I do mean, it. I mean, probably in the regular season, you can argue that like a KD lead uh, led um, Cleveland Cavaliers team, like they could win 50 plus. I, I don't have crazy doubts about that. Sure. But LeBron in the playoffs was a man on a mission, and he basically won three series by himself. Yeah, that's that's not human, and to do that at the age of thirty-four is unbelievable. And you cannot you cannot argue. I mean, until you see him really <laughs> stop doing those stuff, you cannot expect him to be a lesser player. And so. Like skill wise, I think that KD is a crazy good scorer, a better scorer than LeBron, um, yeah. and he's probably, as of today, a better defender. But when LeBron is on the court, like either you have the Warriors or it doesn't matter. He will right. probably lead his team to um, to the finals. And um, if Kevin Durant was leading the 2016 Cavs against the Warriors, they do not win the title. Well, we sure know that the OKC led Kevin Durant didn't didn't won the the final. So why expect different stuff from right? And and winning whenever you're in the top tier here, these are guys that will go down as two of the best small forwards to ever play the game. Period. Yeah, yeah. Winning matters, and yeah, winning where you are taking a team. I don't know. Everybody's like, well, you can't really discount what Kevin, when, when it's all said and done, everybody's going to look at the titles that Kevin Durant has, and he's going to get his due. No, he's not. <laughs> People are going to remember this. This isn't just any guy switching teams. And I just, I'm, it's, it frustrates me every time somebody pops on and says that on ESPN or on whatever podcast, everyone's going to remember. Everyone's going to remember what he did. 
Nobody has ever joined a 73-win team as the second best player in the NBA and mm-hmm. done what he did and has won like they have won. Nobody has ever done it. It's never been done. This is not mm-hmm. a normal thing. This is not the Miami Heat. This is not the Celtics Big Three. This is Kevin Durant joining one of the best teams of all time and shutting the door on the rest of the NBA for however long he's going to decide to stay with them. That's what he did. And you know what? No one's going to forget it. No one's going to forget that he did this with these with these championships. And I think a lot of people are like, well, you know, these people are salty to say there's an asterisk next to these championships. There's going to be one. And there should be because this is, it was unfair. They have an unfair advantage over everybody in that they had a championship level team and added the second best player to it. And he was the one that decided to do it. And that's great. Wonderful job, KD. You, you could choose whatever you want, but we can also choose to be critical of what you did. And Mm. I just don't, I, I won't put him above LeBron. If he decides to leave the Warriors and goes to play for another team, and he takes that team to the finals, then I will say, I'm going to give it to Kevin Durant, the number one spot. And until then, I think LeBron James deserves it. He deserves the credit for what he did with those Cavs teams. That Cavs team was pitiful last year. All through Mm -hmm. the playoffs, that was not a good team. That was maybe one of the worst teams that he has drugged to the finals. Maybe the worst. I mean, probably second worst next to that Booby Gibson team. But listen, nobody else could do that. There's not one other player in the NBA that could have done what LeBron did last season. Not one. Yeah. And so that's, I'll give him the nod. And personality and what you do matters. And that's why Kevin Durant is decidedly the number two player, which is, he's, he's incredible. He's awesome. We've seen it firsthand. We watched him here. He was he was a crazy, crazy talent and is, and was one of the best scorers of all time. He's going to go down in history as one of the best NBA players of all time. Uh, but until he decides to leave the warriors, I think that he, there's going to be these asterisks next to his name and he knows it. And that's why he's going to leave. That's why he's not going to be a warrior for much longer. I would just in three years, I would be shocked if we're still podcasting about him being a warrior, I would just be floored. Wow. <laughs> Rant over. Um, can you name uh, the, the numbers like roughly of LeBron's worst games against uh, worst game against the, um, the Golden State Warriors? Oh, I, no. Like, like shooting percentage and rebounds and assists. <laughs> Tell me. Roughly, roughly. So the worst game was game three, uh, where he shot like 46.5% from the um, from the field, one of six from three, um, 10 rebounds and 11 assists. That is by far the worst game. Probably also game two, uh, not great, 10 of 20 and nine rebounds, 13 assists. Yeah. So that's how, I, I mean, it's, it's probably too simple to put it in numbers. But if you go back and look the way he, as a best player, went down, and Russ went down as well, um, in that game seven, game six in Oklahoma City, that's, that's simply awful, like 10 of 31, mm-hmm. <laughs> and three turnovers, and like just, uh, it's, it's difficult. Yeah, like he can go into when, his turtle shell at times, and yeah. he, he did, and we've seen him do it multiple times. 
Uh, he's a yeah, tremendous and- talent, but LeBron just has this next level of thinking. Yeah. And obviously off the court too, <laughs> because Kevin, yeah. Kevin's a, he's a weirdly fragile guy yeah. and LeBron's not like LeBron is intentional about every single thing that happens in his life. He knows exactly what movie he's going to make and he does it with confidence and he doesn't, you know, backpedal on anything. And he's made some mistakes. Sure. PR wise, but for the most yeah. part, like this guy, this, he just does the right thing and makes good choices. And when he does, he stands by him. Kevin Durant, like off the court, like he's a mess. And he's been a yeah. mess over the since he's been with the Warriors. He's been an absolute mess off the court in the off season, and it, it there's there's just another level of thinking that Kevin just doesn't have that LeBron has. Yeah, I mean, he he will probably end up being the best player of all time. So I think it's yeah. rightfully there. Yeah, uh, there's no one else. And it takes yeah. that. It takes having the talent. There's a lot of guys that have had the talent yeah. to get there, but it takes a mindset and it takes a high, high level of thinking to get there. And you know, Kevin Durant has the talent to be the best player of all time. He does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, he was in the conversation. Like yeah. after 2014, his MVP year, like, he was in the conversation. For the first time in his career, he was really in the same conversation as LeBron James, as the guy who can lead a team um, by himself to incredible results. Right. And then, and then, like, weird memories and blah, blah, blah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Uh, It's a good place to end as well. Macaulay, thanks for coming on the podcast. Another long pod on Monday. It's, It's hard to keep these under, like, two hours basically um yeah uh, but we appreciate you coming on the show follow uh mckelly at mikey Barra on twitter follow his project at chart underscore side you can follow me at andrew k schlecht follow our podcast at doubts dunk on twitter please continue to leave five star reviews for us on itunes uh it's a huge help and i know there's still a ton of people out there that listen every week that haven't done it if you could just take the 30 seconds it takes to do that today if you're on your lunch break or whatever if you just have a few spare minutes just take the time to leave us that review Uh, it just helps us to be seen by other people it helps uh, us to be seen for new sponsorships and things like that Uh, so please uh, just take the time to support us Uh, it would mean a lot uh Check out earlyupgrade.com and go eat yourself some Andy's frozen custard because it's just that good. Hope you guys have a great Monday and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday. Oh, make sure that you go to Al at Al baby cakes and vote on those polls. I think the final poll is up now. So please go vote um, for the best moments of the contending years for the thunder. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again Wednesday.